Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tabor. Michael, we're one, we are on the cusp of the election. Yeah, we're about to out. save democracy. Yeah, you know, I think, I keep wondering, what can I do? And yeah. I, I walk around, and I think, how can I participate in this election? And then I see these, these kind celebrities have taken time out of their days mm -hmm, to tell me mm -hmm. what I can do. And what I love about it is it's simple. It's four little letters. It's vote, Michael. Oh, That's I, all I, it takes. I thought you were going to say fuck. Uh, listen, uh, obviously, Shitty Christian's long history of riding with Biden. We've been in this car for like yep. solidly four days now. He refuses to let <laughs> us stop to use the bathroom or get more uh, water. I'm not really sure where we're going, and I'm starting to get a little scared. But, you know, riding with Biden. It is amazing to me that you that you look out across this this burning land of ours. You know, the people people misunderstood Trump's inauguration speech, which is famous as sort of the American carnage speech. Mm -hmm. uh, he was he was actually saying what he would do. Yeah, that was a campaign <laughs> like, promise. And, yeah, and let and, me tell you, listen, I give credit give Trump credit where it's due. He he delivered. <laughs> uh, but that you see that Trump has delivered us American carnage. And you're like, we should just vote. We should just vote. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. This is all going to be solved the second that uh, this election manages just barely to not get totally thrown by the Supreme Court. <laughs> Democracy And then Biden is going to call fine. Amy Comey Barrett a very fine Supreme Court justice, and everything will be cool. Everything's going to be super cool. Zach, uh, we are a week away from the election, and I think we, we do have more to say uh, about it, but I, I think in order to do so, we should jump into a a recent throwdown in the evangelical community. Ooh, I love these. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, John Piper, uh, one of the most what's the word popular theologians. I'm not going to say renowned because that would imply that his thoughts are maybe good, uh, but certainly well, no, a man who is. I would say he's one of, of the most theologians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he, he puts the the in theologian. <laughs> uh, John Piper uh, outed himself as Antifa this week. Oh, wow. That with a is, blog post. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, with a blog post in which he said that President Trump is not a very nice man. So, you know, claps over here. Hats off. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to Antifa. John Wait. Piper, we're going to get you some block, get you out there in the streets. Wait, hang on. I'm just receiving word. My producer is whispering in my ear. John Piper still hates gay people, thinks uh, Planned Parenthood is ethnic cleansing and uh, generally fucking sucks. So, you know, we're going to we're going to walk it back a little bit. Welcome to the resistance, John Piper. I You're going to fit in great here. <laughs> You're going to fit yeah. in great in the resistance. You and uh, Mitt Romney just holding down the fort for people who are terrible, but also are, I guess, on our side. W welcome to the Lincoln Project? Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. No, see, John Piper could never join the Lincoln Project because John Piper's whole thing is like, can't we all just play nice? So I, I, uh, all right, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> to be clear, I do not consider anyone in resistance Twitter to be on our side. I just want to make that very clear. Those people are enemies. Moving forward, John Piper did write a blog post about a week ago in which he said he will not be voting for Mr. Trump because as he puts it, that man's got some character flaws. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love four years in, like looking at Donald Trump and being like, you know, I think this guy's a little shady. I don't, it's just, it's just something, I just don't like his tone, you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, it's like, an amazing read, and we're going to get yeah. into it. Uh, but what I want to make sure that everyone understands is that this article, this very basic, there's a got dang Cheeto in the White House <laughs> article, set off In the a, White House? In the White House. That is not a place for processed snack food. <laughs> this article that we are going to mock for being so fucking weak-kneed uh, mm -hmm. yep. was pilloried by the evangelical right for being, like, evil, for being way too far left. Like, Incredible. like he got attacked so hard. And I'm just going to read you a couple of the comments. We, we've got a longer, uh, you know, rebuttal that we're going to get to. Yes. But... 
I couldn't leave these alone because I'm just I'm reading this blog. I'm seeing reporting on it. I'm seeing these comments pop up. So this is just this is just a couple internet posters. We're just we're just following the posters and in Quick. in the line of all great podcasts. Follow the posters. I love internet comments. You could do an entire podcast and I would be thrilled to do it just reading the comments. Yeah, I always read the comics the comments. That's the shitty Christians uh uh credo. All yes. right. Here we go. We are in a time of great deception. We are in the shadow of the first horse of the apocalypse. What is that? The rider has a bow with no arrows. Parentheses, deception. Yet, he has some type of crown. Parentheses, corona. Wait, I love a corona. <laughs> Does it have lime? Which the rider is allowed to exercise throughout the world. That's the whole comment. Wait, what? <laughs> we are in the shadow of the first source of the apocalypse, uh, Zach. I thought that was very clear. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have a question. Is Trump or Piper the first horse of the apocalypse? Uh, I think that Piper is actually the horse. Okay. Uh, okay. But Trump might be the rider. Wait, does that make me the Corona with lime? No, you're the bow with no arrows. Uh, that, that explains a lot. Deception. I'm always shooting blanks. <laughs> okay. This is even better. I love that's basically poetry. I love it. No, that's I love great. it so much. Next one. Starts with a parenthetical. Love to see it. <laughs> like all so, great argumentation. <laughs> begins with a footnote. Begins <laughs> with a subtweet. Butter lockdowns, etc. equals nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and and parenthetical. <laughs> oh, okay, bro. Yep. So that's where we're starting. Here we go. This is the shadow of the Antichrist who will come to power through the dark forces of the globalist elite and the global oh, reset. Boy. The left, a.k.a. Democrats, nope. deep state, have already, in, in quotation marks, bowed to this Ooh. dark force with their LGBT scarves. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I Michael. get one of those scarves, Michael, please? what merch idea? Yeah. Write it down. Oh, yes. We sell Done. scarves that just say LGBT scar Please. on it from the Shitty Christians website. That it's it's our it's our highest purpose. Okay, there's more. There's a lot more. <laughs> that happens to be the Biden cohort and not the Trump cohort. Uh -huh. Trump is being used by God to fulfill prophecy to bring in the biblical end times. Honestly, maybe true at this point. Look around, yeah. guys. All right, spitting some knowledge. <laughs> like making Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Donald Ugh. Trump did not do that. Like starting the Daniel Covenant that will be made greater or confirmed by the Antichrist. So is uh, Trump what? the Antichrist? I'm still confused. Okay. He is the only man that can deal with the lunacy of the left. That does not make him a role model for Christians. He is a hero-like character, but that is all. That does so, not mean that Christians what? look to him. But rather, he is a tool of God's. Like King Jehu, he will stem the flow of Christian persecution that you would have seen with Clinton. And he will try to maintain sanity against almost impossible odds. Overall, Trump is the lesser of two evils. He is also just a man, a sinner, like the rest of us. Has he not also the right to receive forgiveness if he repents? To deny that this man is being used to bring about the end time biblical prophecy would be foolish. It is staring <laughs> us in the face. Wow. I, I'm, I'm getting convinced, man. <laughs> I got to be honest. I think he's right now. I mean, this, this uh, okay. is a pro-Trump podcast. <laughs> no, this is not a pro-Trump podcast. This is, I... I just love how much these guys are just a full-on death cult at this point. Like, there's always oh, yeah. been something kind of weird with the, like, come oh, Lord sure. Jesus, you know. I, there's stuff to unpack. But, but like, but, like, just the full-on, like, Capital. Trump, 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 when you actually mean end of the world, end of the world, end of the world, is, like, so good. No, Trump, Trump really, re I mean, like, it's it's in the text now. Like, he is spreading corona at, at, at his, personally, yeah. At his rallies. He, like, this he, is, is, he is spreading corona the way that, like, people put down palm fronds for Jesus as he entered Jerusalem. That's, that's, the, that's the callback here. <laughs> okay. One more, and then we should get to the actual article. Uh, this was, like, a more full-throated, like, this was a, a separate article. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a rebuttal to an argument we haven't even heard yet. But I just, I needed to get it in here because it's just so nonsensical. I love it so much. So this is him talking about Trump being mean. 
And uh, this guy says, I don't like the way Trump treats his enemies. I would love him to be kinder, blah de blah With hesitation and trepidation, I gaze at my phone as it sends a message that he has tweeted. <laughs> but, and I do hate to say this, I have also thought those things about what Christ said. So I don't really know how to think about this. Whoa. <laughs> yep. Whoa. Jesus Jesus was a shit poster. Confirmed. Je- Jesus, Did he just call Jesus those the- leaders whitewashed tombs? Did he just say the greatest man who ever walked the earth besides him was a guy calling leaders and scholars a brood of vipers? <gasps> he did. And here are a few other things Jesus has tweeted that may jolt you. Incredible. Jesus, the OG shit poster. (laughs) Jesus out there calling Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig on Twitter. You saw it. I saw it. We all agreed. We are all fully in agreement that um, Jesus uh, is Q. Just confirmed. Just confirmed. (laughs) It's amazing. I I love that these people. That's great. I think it actually speaks to something uh good that we'll touch on later but like the inability to make any acknowledgement over where the meanness is directed Mm -hmm. and who it is directed to that doesn't matter all all targets are equally valid in the eyes of this man the only thing that matters is were you mean and because jesus was mean sometimes that means that trump is a-okay i love it it is it is it, it, first of all it's very funny but it's secondly so <laughs> so i got to highlight one more time being like jesus and trump kind of the same bro is oh, yeah. this guy's that's this guy's take is that like, article look. the entire article was uh jesus is a our trump is a christ figure and he's sort of calling back all of these other uh you know figures in fiction and 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 poetry that are allusions to christ and he's basically saying yeah that's trump that's his whole deal like he's very open about being like yes I, it's it's very funny. So, yeah, now that we've seen just a little bit of the pushback, let's get into the actual article because, again, it is choice. Okay. So this is John Piper speaking. I don't, I don't know John Piper's voice, so I'm just going to keep talking. I, I think you should just make it terrible. <laughs> if, if I'm going to make it terrible, I'm just going to keep my regular voice. All right. <laughs> Actually, this is a long overdue attempt to explain why I remain baffled that so many Christians consider the sins of unrepentant sexual immorality, in parentheses, pornea, unrepentant boastfulness, in parentheses, alazonia, unrepentant vulgarity, parentheses, iscrologia, and unrepentant factiousness, in parentheses, discotasia, and the discotasia. discotasia. <laughs> Meet me at the discotasia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be only toxic for our nation, while policies that endorse baby killing, sex switching, freedom limiting, and socialist overreach are viewed as deadly. I really thought for a second you said sex witching, and I was really excited. <laughs> uh, we're pro just... both on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of course. So this is his whole deal. Obviously, the Democrats are sex, a baby-killing, sex-switching, freedom-limiting uh, socialist. Obviously, we all <laughs> know. So cool. We all know <laughs> that uh, you know that's that's what Nancy Pelosi's whole platform is. But is it also not equally as bad and dangerous for our nation that the president is boastful? <laughs> that's the whole argument. <laughs> And he puts the Greek in there. He's got this whole, he's like, I added the Greek so that you can see that in the New Testament, these sins are being listed as deadly. <sighs> Did the dude just reinvent the concept of the seven deadly sins? Is that is that where we're at right now? I, yeah, I, I mean, I listen, this is this is just the name of my JR. All these like Greek names are just the names of my JRPG characters. Like, you know, <laughs> if I can name a protagonist, I name him Pornea every time. L- or her. Listen. Listen, don't don't lie to our listeners. I know you're just naming your characters after the various dogs in our lives. Oh, that would be cute. But no, I can't do that because then sometimes the characters go on to do things that my beautiful dog would never do. That's true. That's All right. True. So that's the argument. There's a little bit more to get to, but I, I just, I love it so much. Like, oh, yeah. his, his issues. Okay. Let me read a little more and then we'll get to it. In fact, I think it is a drastic mistake that the deadly influences of a leader come only through his policies and not through his person. 
This is true not only because flagrant boastfulness, vulgarity, immorality, and factiousness are self-incriminating, but because they are nation-corrupting. They move out from the center of influence to infect the whole culture. The last five years bear, wi bear vivid witness to this infection at almost every level of society. Trying to wash out America's mouth with soap? Like, what the fuck? I, it's really <laughs> strange because, again, just like that previous Jesus was a shit poster guy, his complaint <laughs> is not about no, the awesome. 225,000 <laughs> dead uh, and counting, not about the mm. children in cages, not about no. the uh, virulent racism, not about any of the actual shit that Trump does. It's just that he's so douchey while he does it. And let's, yeah, no, I'll give him I, a tiny he, bit of credit here. Sure. I think it's bad. When our president is this shitty. I'm not a civility guy. I don't give a fuck about that. Obviously, all of you have listened to this podcast. But, like, I don't think he's wrong to say that, like, yes, the Cheeto in the White House makes us look bad and is bad for people. Yeah, I mean, it's like, hmm, here's what it is. It, me. it, he's not, in very heavy quotation marks, wrong. But it, it's a little bit like the Titanic is sinking, and you're like, I don't know. The music they're playing is a little loud. Yeah, like, it's it's the Titanic is going down, and you're like, do we have to go brass on these uh, you know poles that I'm trying to hang on to for dear life? I feel like this would have been a great bronze moment. Right. Uh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, genuinely. Genuinely. It's not that you're wrong. It's that this being your level of critique is wrong. Yeah, it's not that you're wrong. You're just a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and even more importantly than that, you're ignoring all of the people who are actively being harmed. Well, yeah, like, and you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me a little bit, and then we can sort of get yeah. further into it. But this reminds me a little bit of the sort of like all the sort of like, oh, I, I, I promise you, I'm a leftist, but I can't vote for Bernie because of those Bernie bros. It's just. I don't give a shit actually about tone because like we're Marxists. We care about material. I care about the kids in the cages. I care about the 40 plus million people who can't pay their rent. Like, yeah, Trump shouldn't be a shit bag. But like also I just, I don't, I ultimately it does not really matter. No, it, it, it's not, it's not the major concern. Is it good? Sure. No, of course not. But civility won't fix things either. Like there's yeah. nothing gets fixed when you do the same shit, but nicer. Like, Barack so, Obama so was you. super civil, but oh, yeah. if you read the WikiLeaks cables, shout out Truanon, <laughs> yeah. uh, he was uh, not very civil when it came to, like, helping commit genocide in Yemen. You know yep. what I'm saying? I, I, I could give a fuck about uh, people doing <laughs> evil things, uh, but, you know, with an august nature. And right. then, because it's Piper, and because <laughs> it's evangelical <laughs> culture, right, we have to sure. talk about abortion. Because I, as we've talked about many times before, this is the single issue for the vast majority of evangelicals. It's all they give a fuck about. Trump has come through big for them on this. Uh, yeah, it's the one deal he's made and kept. Yeah, yeah, it's it is the single art of his deal is <laughs> putting that heart attack gun right on uh, three different justices. I guess he got one to step down. Anyways, where does the wickedness of defending child killing come from? <laughs> It comes from the hearts of self-absorbed arrogance and boasting. All right, I'll take that one for the team. That's true. That's me. I hear that. I think abortions are cool, but I am arrogant and I do boast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as a confirmed douchebag, uh, a shit poster like Jesus, uh, I can say that's that's why I get abortions every week. Um, it comes from hearts that are insubordinate to God. In other words, it comes from the very character so many Christian leaders are treating as comparatively innocuous, innocuous because they think Roe and SCOTUS and Planned Parenthood are more pivotal, decisive battlegrounds. Whatever. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Fuck off. This, this is where he really sort of lays it out. And it really gets to, I think, why this is such an ineffectual critique. Let's do it. I think Roe is an evil decision. I think Planned Parenthood is a code name for baby killing and, historically at least, ethnic cleansing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, John. I think it is baffling and presumptuous to assume that pro-abortion policies kill more people than a culture-saturating pro-self pride. So, basically, his point is, like, abortion is super fucking evil and I hate it, but so, too, mean tweets. Yep. Uh, abortion is bad, but I think... I think uh, I think all those selfies that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why you're getting those abortions. He's definitely saying this is like uh, abortion's a hard problem. But I also think what's funny here is he's failing his own 
obviously fucked up, demented code of ethics. He is basically saying, according to him, that baby killing and being a narcissist are the same. Now, abortion's not baby killing, but that's still funny. Yeah, it's it's it really speaks to the limits of his vision that the best oh, well, yeah. he can do is be like he has to agree that like abortion is this horrible evil thing that's destroying the very soul and fabric of our nation but look there's also this other horrible evil thing that's destroying the soul and fabric of our nation so like that's all he can do and just you know for for maybe newer listeners who haven't listened to some of our previous episodes this is a pro planned parenthood uh really just pro medicare for all and free and equal access to abortions everywhere in the world like um, we have donated to one cause since this podcast has been on air, and that is fucking Planned Parenthood. If you haven't listened to it, that's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. We yeah, cover the Abby episode Jensen. ten, abortion oh. is the fries and coke, where we go through, yep. uh, and we talk about how abortion is good and cool. Yep. Go listen to that if uh, you haven't. I, I, as a leftist, I just need to say that like I have some critiques of how Planned Parenthood of is course. run as an organization, but they are doing the Lord's work. So, oh yeah, it, you know. I am not here to try to cancel anyone that's trying to provide health care uh, to people. Let's bring it home, John. Yes. You ready? <laughs> I, I know. I'm definitely not. <laughs> this is, this is I think, speaks to one of my other favorite uh, evangelical tropes. Okay, here we go. May I suggest to pastors that in the quietness of your study, you do this. Imagine that America collapses. <laughs> Fantasize about it. Jerk yourself hard. <laughs> yeah. Use your other hand. Get weird. First anarchy, <laughs> then tyranny, from the right or the left. Oh, God. Imagine that religious freedom is gone. <laughs> what remains for Christians is fines, prison, exile, and martyrdom. Then ask yourself this. Has my preaching been developing real, radical Christians? I, I love that this is completely just like almost like feverishly disconnected from, from talking reality. about what from what well not only from reality but from his previous argument where he's talking about voting for trump or not like that is just insane <laughs> it how did you end up here, John? <laughs> yeah, I just, I really, I, I love, I, I love it. I, I want to tune in every week to hear what John suggests pastors think about in the privacy of their studies. Just like, may I suggest to pastors in the quietness of your study, you do this. Imagine you're alone on a beach in Antibia. <laughs> a pool boy walks up to you. He's handsome, bronzed, but there's a scar going across his chest. You place your hands against it. You feel the warmth of his heartbeat. And you know that you want to know everything about this man. How do you protect him from Antifa? <laughs> uh, that, that got me, man. I'm crying. <laughs> uh, Christians' victimhood complex, they are constantly, absurdly thinking that they are having their religious freedoms uh, taken away when in fact if we look at like the legislation that has come out in the last handful of years we have seen christians be able to inflict their terrible ideology on people we're talking about stuff like the hobby lobby uh ruling that allows businesses to not provide certain elements of health care to their workers because they think it's wrong so like contraception uh, abortions oh, yeah. sex change operations like like these are things that Corporations can just be like, nah, we we don't think it's very nice. Yeah, so like, that's like that's it. what's actually happening in the world. But John wants you to imagine, uh, you know, the tyrannical right uh, happening or left, because ultimately, what is Piper but just a pure centrist who doesn't give a single fuck about children in cages or the material conditions of people in America. He just wants to talk about people's hearts, which yeah, is. And I just, I just also want to say, and this has been noted by us and numerous other sort of people. So I won't harp, harp on it too much. It's just a fantasy. You, they, they so desperately oh, yeah. want, they, 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 it's not only a lie about the present time. Like we're about to be persecuted, but secondly, it's this like desire. Like, bro, if we were being persecuted, I wouldn't renounce the name of Jesus, bro. If they could try to come to my house, I would like shoot those motherfuckers down. It, it's, it's all this like wannabe, like, like high schoolers, like bra, like, man, I'm telling you if that guy came up, comes up on me, I'm gonna punch him right in the face. Like, it's just, it's, 
it's it's juvenile it's posturing it's 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 ridiculous it's you know we've talked about before um when columbine happened and Mm -hmm. uh, how they made up that lie that thing that never happened about that one Mm -hmm. victim who uh you know was asked if she believed in Jesus and she said yes and she died for her faith and she's a martyr and it's like that that was bullshit it never happened they made it up they made it up yep. to create this vision that they could take into youth groups all across the nation to be like would you would you stand true to your faith with a guy like with a gun in front of you it's like jesus christ like guys yeah just it's really gross shit. but the other thing i'll point out is that victimhood is actually one of the precursors of fascism like you need yeah. you need sure. an aggrieved populace to believe that the other is coming for them so like this is actually it's not just juvenile it is actually part of this larger nationalist process mm-hmm. yeah it is uh it's all bad yeah. so okay michael so, Where do we go from here? <laughs> so after hearing that stirring takedown of Donald Trump, <laughs> I just, I can't believe it. That's the best argument that we're going to hear this episode. Like, that's as good as it gets for evangelicals. It only gets worse for here from here. Well, yeah, so, so true. <laughs> so this is Wayne Grudem, another one of these old fucks. Um, Wait, John Gruden? <laughs> no, Groot. Uh, this ah. was, he, this is his MCU spinoff. Um is being a poster. Uh, so Wayne Grudem, another guy that has written a bunch of interminable books, uh, another conservative evangelical, both mm-hmm. these guys, hyper Calvinist. That's a big part yep. of their theology. Blah, de, blah. Wayne Grudem has a bone to pick with his friend, John Piper. And he, I love, a, I love this. He goes out of his way to talk about, I want to read some of these because these are insane. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it gets really good. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I've done doing too much reading. No, so you're fine. You're fine. I'm, I, you were Piper. I'll be Gruden. Okay. Perfect. I love it. Uh, I hate it, but I love it. Okay. So Gruden, uh, Gruden, how do you say it? John Gruden, the, the football coach of the, okay, the Las okay, Vegas okay. Raiders. Okay. So, so the Grudes, um, <laughs> He, he starts talking about how, like, hey, listen, I love Piper. I agree with 98% of the things that he says. We, we're friends. We're, we, we, you know, both hung out with that pool boy in Antiba. Anyways. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So, yeah. so the Groods is talking about how, like, Donald Trump may be boastful, but, like, that doesn't mean that we support that. When Christians vote <laughs> overwhelmingly for Trump, we're not saying that we want him to act this way. That would be crazy. <laughs> Grudem, thank you for being on the podcast. Take it away. But millions of people have seen and decided not to imitate Trump's character flaws. The most frequent comment I hear from Trump supporters is something like, I don't like his insulting tweets or his personality, but I'm supporting him anyway because he has brought about good laws and policies. (laughs) Good laws and policies. That's the Trump guarantee. No, like, look. I, I imagine you're this theoretical person. You're 57. You drive a three-year-old Cadillac that has depreciated 47%. Mm-hmm, you live mm-hmm. outside Duluth in a house that you can't afford. You go to church with exclusively white a congregation. And you're talking to, to the Groods. And you're like, look, listen, I like that a quarter million Americans have died. I'm glad babies are in cages. Yeah, good laws and policies. Let me, he continues, yeah. somehow. Americans are perfectly free to say Trump's boastfulness offends me, and I don't act that way myself. But if laws are passed and upheld by the courts that enforce the LGBT agenda, no creative professional like a cake decorator (laughs) will be free to say, I believe same-sex marriage is morally wrong, and I won't use my artistic talent to decorate a cake celebrating same-sex marriage. No high school girl will be free to say, I won't undress and change clothes for my gym class because there are boys in the locker room who claim to be girls. Ew. Ugh. Yeah. No it. Christian adoption agency will be free to say, we will not place children with same-sex couples. Yeah, those are all fucking terrible things, dude. Yep. Dog. <laughs> like- Dog. I, lo- I love that this is a defense of the cake decorator. Like that—that that yeah. is he. he I think thinks I don't really give a shit about cake Amazing. decorating. Is is on par with abortion in terms of evil things that the Democrats want to do. They want to make you make gay cakes. They want to watch you <laughs> mix them. They want to see what kind of icing you use. If the Democrats have their way, everything will have fondant on it. Everything. <laughs> it's fucking I nonsense. Just, uh, it is also just the drive-by. Uh, and speaking of like creepy fantasies talking about high school girls undressing thanks buddy 
Yeah, it's fucking gross. I hate, I hate. Stop thinking that extensively about high school girls. Yeah, ever. And, and just, <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, just drive by, uh, you know, turning trans people into a threat. Like, oh, yeah. Just, 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 you know, it. on the way <laughs> through. Um, yep. Disgusting. So, he manages to somehow keep ranting. <laughs> if Democrats gain control of our government and the Supreme Court, don't worry unlikely. about that, buddy. Unlikely. And enact their desired policies. Also unlikely. <laughs> no, no Christian taxpayer will be free to say, I refuse to pay that portion of my taxes that the government is using to pay for abortions. Bro, this isn't happening right now, dude. Yeah, okay. So what one, the fuck are you talking one, about? No taxpayer gets to decide what portion of their taxes go to what purposes. Fuck, yeah, that's not fuck. how this works, asshole. <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, do you rem I remember Jesus being like, render under Caesar what is Caesar's, except for the bits that go to shit that Caesar does that you don't agree with as a Christian. Yeah. That, that's, that, uh, you know, that's why you have to read it in the Greek, because that's, that's where you get those parentheticals. Uh, also, also, don't worry, dog. There is basically no government funding for abortion as it is because of yeah, assholes that's already like you. The law. Like, yeah, yeah, that's already the law. Like, anyway, yeah. um, no business owner will be free to say, "I will not buy medical insurance for my employees that pays for abortions and sex change surgeries." There will only be two choices: violate your conscience, or else be driven to bankruptcy or go to jail. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, Wayne, Wayne Grudem, the Grudes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, I hope when he like sends nudes to people, he calls them Grudes. Um, oh yeah, uh, Gruden Nudes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I want to violate Wayne Grudem's conscience so hard. <laughs> There's nothing that would give me greater pleasure. Uh, fuck you, man! You don't get to decide what other people's health care is, except you do because yeah. the Supreme Court sucks and blah blah. But like, you were just saying evil things. You're yep. like, no, he's well, just listing If the Democrats crimes. are in control, I won't be able to be evil. Well, shit. I wish that was true. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, usually uh, when Democrats are in charge, you're just evil with a rainbow flag. Yeah, exactly. Get to this next quote. It's short, and I think it really gets to the core of this. As the Grood says, Finally, I have not seen any increase in boastfulness or sexual immorality in the United States as a result of people imitating Donald Trump's behavior. <laughs> <laughs> this one was so good for me. Because it's like, what I could have sworn... I had seen some Im images of like a rally or something or mm. the like staggering increase in hate groups or people running over protesters in the street. It's almost like there maybe is a connection between having a, a racist nationalist in the White House and the increase in like right wing violence that we have seen all over our fucking country. But the thing is, the thing is, the Groots doesn't see those things as bad. He doesn't see those mm. things as wrong. Good point. Good point. He he sees them he you might even get him to draw the 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 connection probably not but then he'd be like you know hey look listen that's we're trying to keep order yeah yeah we, we speaking we need, of fascism we need law and order yeah uh he then says i would agree that there are some character flaws so serious that they would they by themselves disqualify a candidate candidate such as an avowed racist <laughs> Okay, so we agree. We agree that Trump, who is clearly a fucking racist, who says racist shit constantly. That's his pitch. That's his pitch. Uh, nonstop doing the racism. Uh, we agree he should be the, disqualified them. Don't we, Wayne? Clearly, Wayne. Cl Wayne, Wayne, please help me out here. Tell me that you understand that Donald Trump is a racist. That's, I mean, it goes to my previous point. He just sees those things as good things. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is stack. I, what does Wayne Grudem think racism is? Like, I really want to oh, know. Oh, that's a funny idea. That, I really want to <laughs> know what qualifies uh, because he is walking through a pool of it, just being like, there's nothing to see here. Uh, Incredible. Uh, Wayne Grudem walks through the valley of the shadow of death and he fears no evil because he can't fucking see it. Wayne Groom walks through the valley of the shadow of death and is the evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> then, then we get to my favorite argument. Zach, I'm going to let you take this one. I call right. this the posse clause. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Democratic Avengers clause. Yes. Is not the only person we are voting for. It is remarkable that the Trump administration has elevated so many self-professing evangelical Christians far more than any in my lifetime, into positions of high influence in our government. <laughs> Bro, where were you during, like, eight years of Bush? Yeah, I know you're a million. Just, he, he 
he's I think he's in his seventies. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, okay, so keep going. They also provide role models for Americans. <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking good. Oh, get to the list. Okay. Get to the list. Uh, to vote for Trump as president is also to vote for Mike Pence <laughs> as vice president. Mike Pompeo King. as secretary of state. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a human pepperoni roll. <laughs> ben Carson as secretary of HUD. <laughs> yes. Second king. Betsy DeVos. Secretary stand. of education. Oh, we stand. Uh, Russell Vaught, Vaught mm-hmm. as director of the Office of Management and Budget. I what actually the don't know who that? the fuck he is. Hey, Russell Vaught, you're on my list now. You're yeah, no, seriously, just just Adam. In addition, Trump has appointed numerous deeply committed Roman Catholics to various positions. You can just say pedophiles, being, dog. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> to, uh, to the Supreme Court. The most recent being Amy Coney Barrett. The character of these leaders is also a role model for the nation. <laughs> gonna say briefly i miss evangelicals hating catholics this whole new like evangelical catholic like super friends club not well, fun it's for it's me. just it's just called a nationalism club it's it's fine but yeah. i love the fact that you can with a straight face list that series of fucking assholes dipshits racist morons yep. uh you know and, and be like role models these are my role models. Wayne Grudem is arguably one of the more influential evangelical figures. He's written a bunch of books. People read and study him. He is considered a man of great learning and teaching. People go to him for wisdom. And the place that he points people to for role models is Ben Carson and Betsy fucking Devos. Dude, Betsy DeVos is one part of one of the most terrifying families in the world. Her oh, yeah. brother We've talked literally, about this before, but go off. Her brother's the scariest man in the world. The the Voss Prince family will oh, yeah. one day rule us uh, as chattel. I'm not kidding. That I mean, will yeah, happen. the private military <laughs> connections, it's all it's all super creepy stuff. Uh, um, not to mention her entire approach has been defund schools yeah, yeah. and like Your hero. Ch- chisel lenders. Well, I mean they Clearly, Lindy's. Wayne wants this because he wants everyone to be in religious schools anyway and just wants the yeah. funding to go to that. But anyways, it is horrifying. You know, also, just a side note, you know who he didn't mention is the dozens of like cabinet members and elected officials that, that have been in prison or had to be thrown out due to scandal. You got arrested on boats. Like, he just, he, you're four years it's deep so and funny. you just managed to put together a cabinet that isn't in prison right now. Like, fuck oh, yeah. Oh. Nope. Uh, uh, hey, buddy, how do you feel about Rudy Giuliani touching his dick in front of someone he thought was 15? How do you feel about that? I'd be, I just, I just want to know, Wayne. I assume that yeah. he thinks that it's fake news. Okay. Very good. Then he has a bit. I don't think we need to read this part uh, where he's just like, if evangelicals didn't vote for Trump, he would lose. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's that would kind be of nice. the idea, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the premise of this podcast. All right. Then he gets to the clincher where he he presents his vision of two Americas. Okay. Which way, Western man? I defer with my f- my friend John Piper about the results of a second term for President Trump. Cool, bro. In Trump's second term, I look forward to the appointment of more originalist judges, further legal restrictions on abortion, greater protections for religious freedom and freedom of conscience, lower taxes, fewer government regulations, a rapidly growing economy, <laughs> low employment rates, especially significant for ethnic minorities. <sighs> Keep going. Shut the fuck up. Increased prosperity for people at every income level. Additional history-making agreements between Israel and additional Arab nations. <laughs> what the fuck? The double also, additional. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since we have seen the uh, the 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 evangelical slavering for uh, for Israel. Good 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 return there. Yep. Um, a clear-headed recognition of the economic, military, and information threat from China. Oh my God. Okay. A high value placed on human freedom and on personal accountability for committing crimes. Increasing numbers of children eligible for taxpayer-supported school choice. Ding, 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 ding. A secure border, followed by comprehensive reform of our immigration system. And an increase in police presence in high-crime neighborhoods. With resulting decrease in crime. That is his... That's what he wants. That is his vision. This is his best version of America. (laughs) 
That is just not, he's just describing, unironically, 1930s Nazi Germany. Yeah. We all remember when Jesus was out there talking about a secure border with Rome. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> it is. Shut the fuck up. I, it's so naked. It's so bare-based. I would expect an evangelical leader to try to dress it up a little bit, but no. And like, oh, just, just, also, a, just a brief, just a brief yeah. side note. Fuck you, every motherfucker who brings up low unemployment as, as yeah. like them caring about black and brown people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't. You clearly no. don't. You don't want to do anything to address this. Those jobs, when they existed, and by the way, they've gone away when they existed, were terrible. They were they were wages that could not support families. The fact that people are working is not the yep. standard. The idea is like, what quality of life do these people have? And you don't give a fuck about that. No, God, I hate I, that unemployment argument. No, I, I, I hate it. Also, it's it's very funny right now, given the, yeah. the absolute it's economic also, collapse yeah, of it, everything. Neither of these men mention COVID once. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a big deal, man. I... It genuinely boggles my mind that you can you can be talking about this election with 225 and counting thousand dead in in our country alone and just it never comes up. You know what matters? Israel. Fuck. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, I got I, I got angry I when I should stay uh, snarky. Let's I wanna, get into I want to highlight one more thing. He wants to have increased police presence in high crime neighborhoods. All you're saying there. It, you're, you're not, it's not, there's not even, a, it's not even a double yeah. entendre. All you're saying there is, I want more cops in black and brown neighborhoods hurting people. I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take it a step all further. You're all you're saying is I want more like black and brown people dead. Like, that's all you're saying. That's all it's, you're saying. It, it's not even code. No, like, yeah. I want more people shot in the streets. Like the fact. When these communities are saying they want fewer cops and you're telling them I want more. Come on. Yep. All right. Now let's get to his vision of a Biden presidency. <laughs> on the other hand Grud says if evangelicals stay away from voting for either biden or trump then under a biden presidency i would expect the appointment of hundreds of judges who take the law into their own hands and even consider themselves to be above the original meaning of the constitution yeah, we don't see any judges doing anything like that now no shadow decisions coming from the supreme court regarding voting rights and no nothing nothing laws that allow abortion up to the moment of birth <laughs> and even after and what? even after what yeah you, uh, you these... know those abortions where like the baby's crowning and then you chop off its head you you know how abortions be that's We've kind of awesome I, you know when those babies are born into a, like a tiny guillotine place at the entrance <laughs> the cervix <laughs> oh no the guillotine uh, gifts that i share on twitter have such a different meaning now. the vagina guillotine oh god that's so good Baby's first guillotine. Uh, that's one of the more fucked up things I've ever come up with on this pod. I love it. And even after the use of tax money to pay for abortions and gender reassignment surgery, the crippling wish. of our economy with ever increasing government control, what? And ever increasing taxes, increased unemployment, a weaker military unable to encounter to counter the increasing aggressiveness of China in the world's oceans. Oh no. A Jimmy Carter like foreign policy of appeasement. <laughs> abandoning israel to fend for itself in the middle east yes democrats have no history of supporting israel <laughs> <laughs> what was it nancy pelosi nancy if pelosi this, said if, if the u.s Washington was in dc burns to the ground we will still be there for israel incredible like, what are you talking about man anyways keep going adding additional seats to make a liberal majority in the supreme court <laughs> draconian laws that compel artistic professionals to affirm the validity of same-sex marriage even when contrary to their consciences you don't know a single fucking artistic professional yeah dude. no it never happened a reinstatement of the obama era guidelines that required schools to allow biological males to use girls bathrooms shut the fuck up yeah locker rooms fuck and you, showers you, blah blah you. blah to allow them to compete in women's sports what <laughs> Jesus Christ. A massive increase in energy costs. Uh, by the way, it was just uh, noted the other day that solar is the cheapest energy in history. Yep. But whatever. Ever-increasing restrictions on police forces lead to an increase in crime and the proliferation of violence and intimidation to nullify freedom of speech in practice. For those who disagree with the liberal political agenda, open borders, sanctuary cities, and a complete federal takeover of our healthcare system. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. <sighs> I just, I wish, I wish it's it's something we say a lot. I wish I wish that anything that's going to happen 
if and when Biden wins is as cool as what Republicans say is going to happen. I just, this is such, like, this is another instance of everybody running against Bernie. Yeah. Everyone, here's the thing. Bernie really does live rent-free in, in everyone's head, including mine, because I asked him to come stay for a while. Yeah, yeah. You you, you needed, you know, those, those three homes that he owned weren't enough. You needed to let him come stay in your head. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is not a burn on Bernie. That's not a Bernie burn for the record. Uh, it would never. We would never burn. I'll, bur- I'll burn him for some things. He maybe needs to stop telling me to vote for Biden. But other than that. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. That's true. Uh, yeah. The idea of this man being like, you know, that terrible evil thing that would happen where people are allowed to live as they identify and sanctuary cities would exist. Like how, how if you vote for Biden, he might keep kids out of cages, and that's bad. Incredible. Stuff. One, he won't. No, I mean, and two, he talks about the border being strong. Yeah. He wants the kids in cages. Yeah, and then and then back to civility, where he has a little P.S. where he mentions that after he wrote it, he sent it to John, and John gave him comments and even helped him make one of his arguments stronger. Because then you know they're all buddy buddy, and it just has it has big like <sighs> R.B.G. and Scalia. Uh, mm. vibes how like they're all friends and i think that's what i want to get to with this is like yeah these people are having a shit fit over by wayne's own admission the two percent of the world they see slightly differently we are talking about vitriolic arguments about the apocalypse in israel and all this fucking nonsense over the difference between i don't like either of these guys and i'm not going to vote for them but i am still a conservative asshole and you have to vote for them because we want more conservative assholes. And it's just really <sighs> dumb. And these people are old. And I think yeah. that, you know, Piper being the David French, you know, the last the last never Trumper standing. <laughs> uh, David French. Is just oh, man. so, so perfectly sums up how these guys are living in an imagined past. Wayne, in particular, mm. is also living in a clearly imagined future. But, like, these guys are the past tense. Not just for yeah. where our politics are, but for where our faith is. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's something me and Zach and I have been talking about a lot. Is like, where... Let's just assume for the moment that Biden wins. Where does all this nationalism go? Like, it doesn't go away. It's a great away. question. Uh, it can't go away. Like, no. These people have only been getting more powerful over the past four years. It's going to mutate. Something's going to change. Uh, but I think as we encounter that question, uh, Zach, you bumped into this article about patriot churches. Yeah, and well, think... you know, I was looking for some place to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're church shopping right now, so got to find, you know, cop church was full, so we had to check out Patriot Church. Here's God. the thing. I was just too real for cop church because I'm sort of an <laughs> operator. I'm sort of an operator type, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're more of a PMC church guy. Yeah, um, it's... Look, it's it, look, it's not a big deal. Uh, just you know, a few dozen confirmed kills, a psychological break every six months, whatever. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you wake up in a different country about every three and a half weeks. It's fine. It's cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's deeply fucked up. So, <laughs> like, as, make a joke as about these ancient evangelicals bicker their way over shit that they mostly agree about. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. a new vision of the church forming. And I think as we think about where is nationalism going and we yeah. think about the 80% of evangelicals in 2016 that voted for Trump, I actually think that while this is currently small, this thing that like they're discussing, Christian nationalism, is going to be big and dangerous and scary. So Patriot Churches, uh, there are three so far, and they started on september 11th george w george w bush started these churches exactly exactly he that's who they pray to um they they pray that the mission would be accomplished one day <laughs> okay so it's it's a non-denominational group you know sort of generic in that sense uh they belong to what religion experts describe as loosely organized christian nationalist movement that has grown under president trump uh, elevating Christian things Christians had once considered fringe, including Messianic Jews, the pre- preachers of prosperity gospel, and self-styled prophets. Um, and so what they're basically describing is this is kind of like pulling in the religious right in a way that yeah. like where 
a lot of times we've seen the Trumpification of church, right? Like we've seen we've seen mm. the liberty, you know, declaring for Trump. We've seen so many evangelical figures just out and out say it. But this is sort of like it's kind of the next level. It's like full on, I think, Q church, basically. Yeah, I, I think I think that's actually like a a, uh, a really good description of this is is uh, when Q takes you to church, baby. Yeah. From the lectern during the worship service, Peters, who is the pastor, heavy quotation marks, of this church, heavy quotation marks, um, <laughs> rails against Assume attacks. all of this is in heavy quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. I'm going to keep doing it just like I read every single parenthetical before. <laughs> okay. Peters rails against perceived attacks on First Amendment freedoms, decrying government mandates and calling masks face diapers, which I got to uh. say is pretty funny. <laughs> wear a mask i wear a mask when i work every day but like face diapers is kind of hilarious and having sneezed in one i can say he is not 100 percent wrong so they they launched outside in knoxville tennessee on the weekend of september 11th declaring that christian faith in america is you guessed it kids under attack uh these people are so i just you know what i long for I long for a more interesting reactionary, you know? I long for the the LaRouches of the world. Mm. These people are all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it is, um, like, looking at some of the pictures of this church, the vibe was just very grunt style. Like, it was just very Mm -hmm. familiar. It was, like, all, like, slightly built guys in their 50s wearing T-shirts with Punisher, like, uh, skulls on it. Like, it just... it. It was so immediately familiar in a way that was a little depressing. So this guy, son of a Pentecostal preacher, mm-hmm. he had some thoughts on that Piper yes. article because he has books by Piper on his shelves. Um, but And Dietrich Bonhoeffer, love to see it. But Piper's criticism of people who want to save America, Peter says, is why he started Patriot Church. Piper <sighs> and his friends want to make it seem like we love America more than heaven. It's not true. Peters believes that Jesus comes first, but that the country comes right behind. All right, that's a sex thing, but continue. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have that much more to say about that other than, like, I, nationalism I lo- is, is evil. Like, it, full it stop. It is really interesting that, like, look, no, technically, technically, I'm saying that, like, I'm not a nationalist, but practically i'm a nationalist because only this abstract thing is above my nation yeah only this thing that exists in a literal other plane is above the fact that i believe my nation is number one and we should keep people out with razor wire yes exactly no it the idea that like no, no no guys don't worry don't worry god is still first it's just immediately after him you know dick to butt style I have <laughs> Nazism. That's all. Yeah, That's all. Guys, God fine. is first. It's just. Look, God is first. Mein Fuhrer is number two. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then it gets in a little bit uh, t- into like, you know, he had a previous church. He gave mm. that church to another guy. That guy was a Washington state representative who was discovered to help plan the militant Emon uh, Bundy stuff. For that, like, takeover of the Federal Wildlife Refuge. Like, that's the guy that's pastoring the church is the state representative that helped plan that. Cool. Uh, Peters, the pastor of this Patriot Church, of course, disavows. Says he has no connections to that Patriot movement or any anti-government militant groups. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) No, no, no. Not connected at all. I just gave my church to one of them. Yeah, look. Am I connected to them? No. Do I share a lifelong covenant with them? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Am I a covenant member with him? Who's to say? Uh, Look, am I married to his sister and him in a spiritual sense? Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, So to Donald Trump. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This was interesting to me. Tennessee pastor Greg Locke, who is himself a Trump Trump advisor, encouraged Peters to start the Patriot Church in Tennessee. He donated $20,000 to the cause because he contends that Christians are in a kind of war with the government. Do you not see the Supreme Court right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But again, I'm in a is, war with you, motherfucker. This is, this okay. Is, this is why it's not Republican church, which is already what evangelicals are. This is Q church because right. Q believes yeah, it's all true. bad. It's deep state. It's like Trump might be good, but, you know, pretty much everyone else is on the outs. And, and that's I love Q. 
It's it's pretty next level. They and this is what Greg Locke says. They have us cowered down in a basement with our mask and requiring our churches to be closed. That's not Christian or American. We're in the fight for our life. Dude. Yeah, motherfucker. That's why they're making you wear masks. Because there is a thing that is threatening your life right now, you stupid fucking bitch. You just feckless idiot. Ugh. I but, it's a majority Christian country, man, and all the immigrants are just another brand of Christian. What the fuck is your problem? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I I think it's interesting though that you know you've got a Trump advisor mm. donating twenty thousand dollars to start basically a grassroots Christian nationalist campaign because I think they know. Yeah. I think they're at yeah, least making course. contingency plans. That like they're not going to have this figurehead much longer, at least yeah. in the same way. I think it's a very yeah. open question what Trump becomes post office. Um, oh man! Still not he totally discounting. To be... They are clearly trying to yeah, do everything in their win. power to steal it. Like, yeah, he could win by stealing it or the election. Yeah, but uh, post post election Trump, assuming he leaves office ever, is interesting. Yeah, uh, it is interesting, and I think they're making contingency plans. And one of them seems to be to start moving this thing back down to a grassroots movement. Yeah, and I think that that's that's troubling and interesting. Okay, so then it gets to a lady, Joy, who is one of two people in a mask at a Sunday service that's in a barn with a 60-foot flag painted on the top. Mm-hmm. She's in a mask because she cares for her 89-year-old mother. I wish sure. there were more social distancing, she says. Oh, trust the Lord with your health, another Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up, other churchgoer! <laughs> hey, how about this? Hey, come to my house. I've got a pistol with a chamber. We'll put one in it and roll it. Trust the Lord with your health and pull the trigger, baby. Yeah, I just... How about how about you stay there and trust the Lord with your health hey, while I pull hey, the trigger six uh, times? Next time you're that driving, sounds better. Next time you're driving, uh, take your hands off the wheel. Trust the Lord. Jesus, take the wheel. It's it's in the song. It's a great song. Uh, it's, it's a good song. <laughs> oh, trust the Lord with your health. She says to a woman that is trying to keep her 89-year-old mother alive. It's sad. It's actually really sad. It is really sad. I, uh, that, like, this person... Uh, anyways, it, it just... That part really bummed me out. Because yeah. you've got a person who is clearly bought in on a lot of these really toxic ideas, but is still trying to, like, keep their parents safe. And yeah. the toxic ideology that they bought into is now going to endanger them. Because, as we all know, masks don't protect you. They protect other people. So if you're around other people that aren't wearing masks, you're fucked. Like, your mask isn't going to do anything. Um, okay. Let's bring it home. Yes. Another resident was Susan Gingrich. A sister of Republican uh, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. Uh, she says she is nostalgic for the days when prayer was allowed in schools and pastors could preach about politics without fear of their tax-exempt status being revoked. She was attending a non-denominational church in Knoxville, but she likes Peter's mission. Christians are being persecuted. That's why we're raising up people right now. We've had it with being second-class citizens. Even if Trump wins, our fight isn't over. And I think that's kind of the perfect way to end it. Because yeah. what, what do we see? We see in the past, we see Piper, Grudem. What are they both talking about? Christian persecution. See this? Even if Trump wins, Christian persecution. Like, this shit's not going Incredible. anywhere. They're no. always going to have an enemy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look at something like this and I say, okay, this is, this is the next phase of, like, what does evangelical, like, culture look like in a post-President Trump reality? Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it's increasingly patriot church. Yeah, and uh, I think the uh, the Christian persecution complex, as we already said, has a lot of connections with how uh, fascists take power. They think that they are aggrieved, they make others, and they uh, fight every step, despite the fact that they are currently winning. I can't deal with the fact that like you people are about to strip away abortion rights, and no. you're going to do it while saying you're being persecuted by the court that you a, stacked. This is such a chapo observation, but it, it just it's important. Like they're bad winners. Oh they're yeah, bad they're winners terrible too. winners. They can't acknowledge the win because otherwise that would mean that they don't have to fight the same way. Whereas yep. Democrats are great losers and that they're just fine with losing as long as they. Well, Democrats think they're they have to win, and and they think they've already won because of one the Civil Rights Act. And Republicans will say even as they win that they can't win, so they can keep. Uh, they can keep stoking the base. I'll tell you what, though. One's more fucking effective than the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Patriot Churches all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's Ru- Russian Patriot Churches. Russian nesting Russian nesting. And by Patriot the way, I just want to say, at the heart of that is the Nazi flag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you can't... 
nationalism is fucking evil. You can't connect these things to faith. I think, I think as we look at this and we look at the past, we look at the present, we look to the future. I, I am reminded of the article we read a couple weeks ago about how the church must become anti-fascist. And for any of our listeners mm-hmm. who are believers, I think it's something that I am actively thinking about. It's like, okay, these guys are getting organized. Like, their faith, their politics, this is all intertwined for them. They've got it all connected. We're Christian socialists. We've talked before about how, like, we believe that our socialism, uh, you know, is in, informed by our faith. Um, and uh, I am very curious, like, how we uh, on the Christian left uh, get to a similar level, not doing the same thing, but just a similar level of working together to, like, do the work that we need. And... I don't think that necessarily has to be done inside a church, but I do think it's an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, I, I'm, I'm happy to expand that out a little bit as we bring this home, that I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and it just reminds me of the same thing. We have lost for the time being. We have got to get unified as the left. Yeah. We have got to be able to jerk around the Democratic Party the way that these racist idiots learned to jerk away the Republican Party. And Bernie was close, we're going to have to build it a little bit more from the ground up, unfortunately. But we cannot just be sitting around arguing about whether we're Leninist or whatever. We've got to unify around candidates who will listen to us about things like Medicare for all, about the Green New Deal, and beyond, you know, yeah. about getting rid of things like landlords, et cetera. That's just the start. But there, we have to form a sort of like, there are enough of us. To where we could wag the dog, so to speak, with the Democratic Party and at least make it do some of the things we want. We're not there yet, but that that we have to organize. We have to get organized and we have to get non-voters into the game on our side. And uh, we have to put pressure. We have to, we, honestly, we have to do riots and we have to keep going even if and when Biden gets elected. That is, he is just another Republican. He's just a little, he's basically just a centrist. So we have to keep pushing and find a way to achieve this kind of unity the way that they did. It was easier for them because they've got so much more dark money, but it's the only way we're going to do this is solidarity. I agree with that. I think that is a strong argument for the case of how we handle this in terms of electoralism, which I do think is important, particularly for smaller races and Senate candidates and things like that. I also just think our worker movements are in our leftist movements are going to have to be doing a lot of work outside of the electoral. Totally agree. uh, In terms of, you know, join unions, get involved in stuff, uh, you know, mutual aid. There is a lot of good work that is happening that has nothing to do with who gets elected and uh, be involved in that as well. But I agree with you. I think that like, while I think that I personally am less inclined to believe that the Democrats can really be pushed anywhere where they need to be, but I'm not about maybe to like destroy become the party. a green party either. <laughs> yeah. like, I think I think it's a useful direction to keep pushing as we go about building, um, you know, class solidarity. And yeah, I mean the answer an left. in terms of politics might be destroying the parties, but I, I honestly that's a bigger topic yeah, for another course. day. Take care of each other. Yep, can't can't do this work without taking care of yourself and the people around you. Uh, try to try to care for somebody radically this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Shitty Christians. My name is Michael Tabor, and you can find me at Michael Tabor. My name is Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And check out the pod at Shitty underscore Pod. Our website shittychristians.com or shoot us an email crappychristians at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, and we will see you next week. She was driving last Friday on her way to Cincinnati on a snow-white Christmas Eve. Going home to see her mama and her daddy with the baby in the back seat. Fifty miles to go and she was running low on faith and gasoline. It'd been a long, hard year. She had a lot on her mind and she didn't pay attention. She was going away too fast. Before she knew it, she was spinning on a thin black sheet of glass. She saw both her lives flash before her eyes. She didn't even have time to cry. She was so scared. She threw her hands up in the air. Jesus, take the
getting colder when she made it to the shoulder and the car came to a stop. She cried when she saw that baby in the backseat sleeping like a rock. And for the first time in a long time, she bowed her head to pray. She said, I'm sorry for the way I've been living my life. I know I've got to change. So from now. 